When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's good, family? This is Vince or Darius, whichever name you actually know me by on the podcast. Listen, I'm going through a bunch of things and, and trying to really figure out what's next. How do I grow Wild Black? Where do I grow it to? What do I do with it? I've got a bunch of other things going on at the same time that I'll be able to tell you about soon. But I'm coming to you and asking you a favor. As I get ready to do something to this platform, I want to know that you're still listening. Our numbers show us thousands of listeners on every single episode, and I'm so grateful. But with the things I'm planning on doing next and the next evolution of Wild Black, I really want to just know you're listening. So do me a big favor. I haven't asked you in a long time to share or to comment, but what I want to ask you to do right now is to come see me, right? Come over to my Instagram page, D, as in Darius, D, dot hicks 24 d dot h i c k s 24 follow me there and start watching for the things that i'll be doing next in addition we've been doing wild black for like five or six years what's it missing what do you need to see how do you want to see it grow and change you've been the lifeblood of this podcast since we started you were the reason i created this you were the people that i wanted to help that i wanted to help make better along with myself We've done a lot of work, a lot of great work, and created a lot of amazing content. What do you want? How do you want this platform to evolve? What do you want us to become? I want to hear all that. Go follow me at d.hicks24, D period H-I-C-K-S-2-4 on Instagram. And when you get there, shoot me a message. I read every single one of them. Let's figure out what this thing becomes. With that, I want you to dive into this episode, part two with Dr. Maisha. We dive into the idea of NLP. With that piece, I'm out. Pay attention. So my son uh, woke up one night with a nightmare. Right. And he was having trouble getting back to sleep. And so I, he said, Mom, can you come in and do some of your hypnosis? Because he knows. And so I said, well, what's going on? And he says, well, I had a nightmare. You be hypnotizing people. Look, I got, I got all, I got a country. You look, you, look, you heard when she said that Jedi Macho. I cannot confirm oh, or deny. I'm getting to I'm it. Like, shit, don't be, I don't want to cook like a chicken today. Right. <laughs> See, that's a myth. That's a myth. I'm going to dispel it. I'm going to dispel that Let's get to dispelling it. So he, so I said, well, what were you, what was the nightmare about? He shared with me the nightmare. I said, well, when you think about that nightmare, do you have a picture? He said, yes. I said, I want you to take that picture, pull it up on a screen like you're watching a television, shrink it all the way down so it's super, super, super tiny, make it black and white, and I want you to throw it as far away as you can, like out into oblivion. So he does it. And I said, how's it going? And he says, I feel better. And, and so I said, now lay down. And we did a little sequence, a little calming sequence, and he went right back to sleep. And I asked him the next morning, how'd you sleep? And he was like, wow, I had a whole other dream. And it was, it was like, it was a positive dream. And so what I did was I took the picture that he had and I manipulated it with his brain so that the picture had no more emotional pull on him. And that's part of, that's just one of the techniques that we do to help empower how I help people with cravings. It's how I help people stop smoking. It's, you, you, said, know, you, said, you said cravings? Cravings. Uh, so you can help me get rid of this ice cream, John? Oh, absolutely, if you're ready. Believe me, I'm ready. Believe <laughs> me, I'm ready. Believe me, I'm ready. Believe me, I'm ready. Believe me, I'm ready. Believe me, I'm ready. Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. 
If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, we got a part two. You, we had Dr. Maisha Claiborne on last week. Now, truth be told, we recorded her, I don't know, probably a month ago. So we're picking it up. But this is still part two for you. And we were supposed to talk about a whole bunch of things because I was just in a space of, of ignorance. I don't know things about the things she does. We didn't get there. We got stuck on trauma. And it was an amazing conversation that I think you need to go back and listen to if you haven't already. But I wanted to bring us back and refocus us on what we were actually going to talk about. And I don't, I don't know the words to use here because, again, I am so uninformed on this topic. Matter of fact, I'm going to try to say it for you. It's neuro-linguistic programming. I'm pretty sure I said it right. Dr. Maisha will tell me if I got it right in a moment. That's what we're talking about today. What is it? I don't know. I know it's got something to do with your mind and, and remapping, which is the company that she owns. And there's a bunch of things. I wanted to start this episode with one thing she said in the last episode that caught my attention. She said, how can I help us see our power? And that really stuck with me. It's a, a statement that inspired me to dig and think, how can I help us see our, our power? Am I doing enough of that on Wild Black? Should that become one of the tenets? Because we are a powerful people. And so with that, I want to bring mm-hmm. Dr. Maisha back to the microphone. I'm going to have her reintroduce herself. And we're going to get into this conversation about neuro-linguistic programming. Dr. Maisha, welcome back to Wild Black. Thank you so much, Darius, for having me back. It's, this, is, this has been, you know, a, a privilege to be able to come and, and now finally get to meet. <laughs> Art is here. Art. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Bad people. <laughs> Art is here. Why don't you do me a favor? Everyone who listened to the last episode, they know who you are. But perhaps there's someone who's just tuning in to episode two. By the way, you need to go back and peep out episode one. But if you are too stubborn and you won't, Dr. Maisha, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I am, I'm going to say that I'm a mom first. Amen. Right. Mm-hmm. So family is my highest value. I am a physician by training. Family doctor is, is what I was trained in. That was that whole thing, integrative medicine, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I trained in family medicine and then I went on to practice integrative medicine because, well, I believe in the marriage of the holistic and the, the Western practice. Uh, with both of them, you can achieve the biggest results. So that's why I went into integrative medicine. Yeah. Practiced for, in my practice for 10 years, in total about 15, between right. 15 and 20 years. Moved into uh, coaching uh, medical professionals who were burned out. Yeah. And the thing about it is, I experienced burnout before it was a thing in right. residency. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. it was before we had language for it. Right. And so, you know, five years into my practice, here I am thinking, you know, I love what I do as an integrative medicine physician, but I feel like there's something bigger that I need to be doing. Right. And then this whole language of burnout crept into my space. And I was like, oh, you know what? I think this is it. And by this time, I had certified as a practitioner of neurolinguistic programming, which we'll get into in a moment, mm-hmm. and loved it. Was using it in my practice was using it with my patients, primarily in mind-body medicine and stress management with lots of moms. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't a mom at the, at the time. I became right. a mom, I would say, a little bit later in life when I right. was 39. Right. I know I look 29, but I'm really 48. So <laughs> you, you do look rather young. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so once I began my transition and started to move into coaching these uh, the medical professionals, what I found was mostly what I was dealing with was the mindset, was the trauma of our training. Mm-hmm. And that led me to want to move into teaching this work. And so uh, in 2017, 17, I became a trainer of neurolinguistic programming. Mm-hmm. I sold my practice. I fully transitioned into coaching. And fast forward, I was doing a lot of residency talks, a lot of uh, medical hospital and, and medical organizational talks on burnout, on creating your ideal career. And then 2019 came and I heard the knock. And for me, the knock was time to, time to open your school, time to begin mm. to teach. That was when I opened the Mind Remapping Company or the Mind Remapping Academy, as we call it. Right. And so... Um, it just sounds like something that's going to be on Black Mirror at some point. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds cool, but a little bit scary at the same time. Right. But I kind of want to put my toe in, but then I don't no, really want to. don't really know. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just, when we 
come into like the the COVID era, like of like you mentioned, you didn't you didn't use COVID. You actually said the tribe, the tri-demic. Tri-demic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. tridemic. Tridemic. That's the first time I've heard that. So I, I thought that was pretty cool because you thought about it, it's not just about that one dimension of what happened to humanity, but it, yeah. it it was it was more holistic. Absolutely, absolutely, and it has. It's I believe that it has set off a whole chain of <laughs> yeah, yeah. No doubt there. Listen, Wild Black, we're, this is a continuation. So we're not going to do Wild Black shit. We're not doing the dope quote this time. We're going to dive in. So hopefully we can actually get through this topic. Can't lie. I'm already, already thinking about maybe there's going to be a third one. We'll figure this out. Because <laughs> Part three. Just, just so many places, right? The idea of burnout, specifically in the medical field, is attractive to me because I know that so many of the folks who, who land in that place Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Deal with that burnout on a, on a deeper level, I think, because their hearts are tied to the work, but then their brains need a break. That's right. Right, and that's got to be a really, really tough place to exist when you feel called to do something, but that something is beginning to affect you mm-hmm. in a not-so-positive way. How do you continue? What what kind of circle does that create inside of yourself to do something that you love, that you feel you're supposed to, that's needed in the world, but then you have to go home and deal with all the negative impacts of doing that thing that you're called to do that's needed in the world? Like, that's a tough place to be. Especially when there's... when when Medicine is such a toxic environment these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So question to you. Is there a world where you think we can talk about both of those? Neuro-linguistic programming? Did I say it right? Yes. Because I wasn't reading that time. <laughs> neuro-linguistic programming? <laughs> Top of the dome. Like, and burnout. Because I, I believe there's a connection in there, right? Absolutely. Is there a way to talk about both of those? Absolutely. Let's do it. Where do we start? Because remember, I don't know. I don't know anything about this topic. So we about to lean heavy on you, Dr. Maisha. Where do we start? Well, it's probably a good idea to start with definitions. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Let's Please. do it. Talk about what neurolinguistic programming is. And I want to talk about it in the context also of hypnosis and a little bit of a, a lot of the work that I do because right. it, it melds together and I use them all. And I think that um, there are a lot of uh, preconceived notions and thoughts about what this work is. Yeah, because right? I, I instantly saw like the, the whiz from The Wizard of Oz from... <laughs> Like I, I saw him, he's in the back pulling some strings. Pulling some strings. Like there, there's, there's like some evil conductor out there, got us like puppets. Like, so yeah. please explain it to me. What is neurolinguistic? I, I, I went straight Jedi mind trick, right? Like I'm like, right. Mm-hmm. right, yeah. Like Luke, you are my fucking right. right. You know, I mean, <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny that there could be some Jedi mind tricks involved. I am your father. Oh. And <laughs> so neurolinguistic programming is the way we use our words, mm-hmm. our communication, internal and external, to impact the way we think, believe, our actions, our behaviors, our habits, mm-hmm. and to impact our emotions. And so if we break it down, neuro is the brain. It's, right. it's the brain and the nervous system, and how we interact with the world through our nervous system, what we see, hear, feel, what we smell, what we taste, right? And then the linguistic is the language. And, and by the way, only 7% of language is words. And only 7%? 7%. percent of language is words. How do we fuck up so much with 7% of communication? <laughs> Because how are we so well? How well, that would define how we so ineffective at communication? Right. Yeah. Well, it's because of the missing ninety three percent, right? Yeah. So, like the ninety three percent of communication is what we're all unaware of, and we rely on the seven percent, which is That's crazy. Crazy. I was gonna say bonker balls, which is. That was, that, that was yep. more fun. That was, yeah. Bonker balls works. Bonker balls, sidebar. We <laughs> think in pictures mm-hmm. and we encode those into words. We think in pictures and we encode those into words. I get that because I see the pictures in my head often. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a little bit of why neurolinguistic programming and some of the, the processes that we do are effective because we look at, okay, what are the pictures that you're seeing? And we help to manipulate those pictures in a way that empower people. And I'll give you an example. 
And you're going to hear me talk about my son a lot. So good. Yeah. And so my son uh, woke up one night with a nightmare. Right. And he was having trouble getting back to sleep. And so I, he said, Mom, can you come in and do some of your hypnosis? Because he knows. And so I said, well, what's going on? And he says, well, I had a nightmare. You I be said, hypnotizing people. Look, I got, I got all, <laughs> I got a country. You look, you, look, you heard what she said, that Jedi Master. <laughs> mm, I cannot confirm I'm, I'm or deny. To it. I'm getting to I'm it. like, shit, don't be, I don't want to cluck like a chicken today. <laughs> right. See, that's oh. a myth. That's a myth. I'm going to dispel it. I'm going to dispel Let's get to dispelling myth. it. So he, so I said, well, what were you, what was the nightmare about? And he shared with me the nightmare. I said, well, when you think about that nightmare, do you have a picture? And he said, yes. I said, I want you to take that picture, pull it up on a screen like you're watching a television, shrink it all the way down so it's super, super, super tiny, make it black and white, and I want you to throw it as far away as you can, like out into oblivion. So he does it. And I said, how's it going? And he says, I feel better. And, I, and so I said, now lay down. And we did a little sequence, a little calming sequence. And he went right back to sleep. And I asked him the next morning, how'd you sleep? And he was like, wow, I had a whole nother dream. And it was, it was like, it was a positive dream. And so what I did was I took the picture that he had and I manipulated it with his brain so that the picture had no more emotional pull on him. Mm. And that's part of, that's just one of the techniques that we do to help empower people. It's how I help people with cravings. It's how I help people stop smoking. It's you, you said know, you said you said cravings. Cravings. So you can help me get Ooh. rid of this ice cream, Jones. Oh, absolutely! If you're ready, believe me, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm telling you, I promise, I'm ready. Get this shit going. <laughs> hey, let's do it. Let's let's try. Ice cream let's is try. wicked. Let's on try me. It real some quick. Left, like, stomach bubbling in the bathroom, <laughs> cramping. This shit you is like terrible. Those as hell. Me too, bro. Yeah, I, yeah. So you recognize? But I like. I like. Yeah, this the, shit is wonderful. <laughs> Delicious, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious. Well, we got you both of us. Listen, if we have time, I'll do a demo. I mean, right. I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy and simple. Look, the next episode, I'm be like, I hate ice cream. <laughs> it is the most disgusting thing ever. And I put also, it in a box and I I'm threw now it. A white man named Carl. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No. Credit score, no. fucking amazing. No, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> that's a myth, folks. That's a myth. Right, Let that right. go. That is Let not that it. Go. <laughs> so, so that's one of the things, right? The other aspect, so th this, is, this is sort of what I just described was a rapid transformation process. Right. And we can use um, uh, neuro-linguistic programming. So the programming, let's go to the piece. I've, said, I've talked about the brain and we work with the brain. I've talked about the language. We are working with different aspects of language. I'm going to come back to that. And then the programming. And the programming is the, th the programs that we run in our mind. Mm -hmm. So people think neurolinguistic programming is like, oh, we're going to program other people. No, we run programs in our mind yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Right? We inherit programs. We get taught programs. Right? We, we make up our own programs. Yeah. And so all of the programs that we run in our minds, some of them, some of them work. Some of them work until they don't work. Right? Some of them are compensatory. And then when we get to a certain level of life, those programs no longer work. And so we help to like modify programs for the people who are wanting to elevate so that they elevate to, to be in their life the way they want and to produce the kind of results that they want to produce in their life. Right. Right. And so I'll give you an example. I just did a session with a young lady. What's today? Day before yesterday. And she had test anxiety. And so the program that she was running was that she would see the question. And if the, if the, if the answer didn't immediately uh, come to her, she would have a negative self-talk. Mm. And then she would have a feeling, right? The, a, a negative feeling. And then that would uh, trigger another negative self-talk. And then another negative feeling. And then she went into loop of negative self-talk, negative mm. feeling, negative self-talk, negative feeling. So what we did... I recognize that loop. Yep. Yeah. I, I recognize, recognize that, that loop. loop. Yep. <laughs> and which is why sometimes you have to phone a friend. Yeah. And to break so, out of it. Yeah, to break out of it. That's called a pattern interrupt mm -hmm. where, we, where we come from, right? And so what I did was we just, we redesigned that strategy, that internal program, such that she said something different mm. 
after she saw the quest, she said something different that would activate a different kinesthetic or internal response. And then she would say something more positive to herself. So it started out with, she saw the question, well, that's a lot of information. Negative feeling, oh, why am I even here? Negative feeling, oh, I'm going to fail. Negative feeling that that was how it started. And how what we transitioned it to was, see the question, oh, a puzzle. Positive, confident mm-hmm. feeling. Oh, you, you know this. You just have to work through it. Positive, confident feeling. Choose. Oh, wow. Right? And so we did that. And that was just one of the, one of the interventions we did. But that is the programming, the, the shifting the programming to be more empowering. So that's the essence of what neurolinguistic programming is. Now I'm going to come back to the language because even though there's only 7% of language that's words, it's, it's so important to master that 7%. And by the way, part of communication is also listening. And so a lot of what we don't do well is listen. Yeah. And so we're listening with just our ears and what people are saying, but we're not listening with our eyes. We're not listening. We're not looking at body language. We're not being mindful of our body language as we're communicating. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And so part of when I teach this work, what I teach people to do is to expand their listening, the way they listen to people, to expand their consciousness of how they're non-verbally communicating and connecting or, or cutting off connection with people. That's why I do now a lot of work with psychological safety, because I believe we threaten psychological safety with our non-verbal communication mm. as well as our verbal communication. So that's the, that's the essence of what neurolinguistic programming is and, the, and the, the utility of it. And it comes out of, there is some, some relationship to hypnosis and hypnotherapy. And I want to talk a little bit about what that is and, and how common it is that we are in trance. You, you yeah. take us where you want to go. Yeah. So really. the, the evolution of NLP is actually out of of Neurolinguistic programming, NLP. Yes, neurolinguistic. Yeah. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. Not, not natural language <laughs> processing. <laughs> right. Not, yes, in that... some worlds, natural language process. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. In the computer world. Yeah. And so and I, I like how this is like Look. flowing right off the tongue now. Mm-hmm. You know, you got it right you got there. It. Yeah. So, learning. <laughs> and so uh, hypnosis is is simply the the process of being in trance. Mm-hmm. And we all... What is that? What, okay, being wait, in learning. trance. What does that mean? I'm about to, about okay. to, about to tell you. Yeah, right? I got a whole real interest. Did you see that? <laughs> right, right, right. I was like, learning being is... Being in trance. All right? So trance is simply a focused state of attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you, you, when, you're run, when you're doing a run, if you're a runner, when you're, when you're listening to music and you're dancing and you're so into it and like the world falls away. Now you're aware that the world is there, but it's sort mm-hmm. of in the background. It's that's that's a, a type of trance. I'll never get there with running. My breathing be in the way. Uh, right, right. <laughs> Cramps. But, but, but there's there's an fears of <laughs> death. When is this gonna stop? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> is he is, 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 is he is he stopped chasing me? <laughs> but there are things that you do that you likely get just really. Yeah, like zone, yeah in, zone. It's a zoned in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's trance. If if you've ever meditated or attempted meditation, right? If you've ever meditated, that is a very light form of trance. And trance has been around since the days of Egypt. Mm-hmm. You know, like drumming is drumming is used to put people in trance. I mean, there's just so many things that that are that are used, including television and social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. that, ah, that invoke trance. Or the scroll. When you yeah. say the, the people yeah. you talk to don't even hear you anymore. Where right. it's infinite, too, where, where you don't stop. You like don't that stop. That is definitely exactly. a psychological exactly. function. That's right. That's right. When you're in a TV show and you're so into it, you know, when people go and, and they go to parties and they're dancing, and they're just getting into the dance and getting into the, I mean, like you get into a trance. And so it's just a focused state of, intent, of, of attention. And what we do as hypnotherapists is we assist people into trance mm-hmm. for the purpose of 
putting in positive suggestion to help people perform. So with the young woman that I was talking about from, with the test anxiety, we ended mm-hmm. our session with hypnosis mm-hmm. to be able to lock in all of the positive things that we had done the whole session, the positive suggestions, the positive thoughts, the positive things that she wanted to say to herself, right? All of that we locked in with hypnosis. So it's, you know, usually it could be anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half session, depending on what the purpose of that hypnosis is. And, and then, and then we're all suggestible. So that's another thing, you know, we we have to get that. People say, well, I can't be hypnotized. No, we are all suggestible. So if we're all suggestible, you want to be at the source of what is suggesting, Mm -hmm. right? You want to be at the source of what's suggesting you. And so that's why I always say, be mindful of what you're listening to. Be mindful of what you're watching on television. Be mindful of what you're letting your kids watch. Yeah. Watch the show and listen for all the subtext and, the, and the, the nonverbal messaging that's going on inside of the show. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is, that is sort of what I talk about when I talk about hypnosis. It, there is no sunken place. For sure. There's no sunken place. Teacups don't invoke it. We don't do the teacup thing. Okay, just wanted to check. You know. What about tones? <laughs> yes. Tones can. Sunken place tones? Uh, is there a such thing? You see how okay, I'm just, I'm just, just double check. <laughs> just double check it. The thing is, anything that assumes trance can cause trance. What does that okay, mean? Okay, okay. That means that anything that you're doing that can put you in a zone can cause trance. Yeah. Yeah. And so... People can hypnotize themselves. I mean, there are whole, like, courses on self-hypnosis, you know? Right. I teach it when I teach my trainings. I teach how, how do you hypnotize yourself? How do you help your, help your kids be able to do self-hypnosis? I taught my son how to hypnotize himself to sleep. He's nine. I need some of this in my world. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, guess, I guess the closest thing for me, and it, it may be much closer than I realized, my father, when I was younger, taught me how to manage pain. Yes. Right? He taught me how to use my mind to control the pain. Now, it doesn't make the pain go away, mm-hmm. but it makes it feel differently. And I, I can control it. Like, I can be pinched or be stung or be hurt, and I can use your, my mind to kind of help quell that. Do the same thing with headaches and things like that. Is, is that the same thing? Absolutely. And, I mean, you bring up I'm such a, magician. a great I'm a, I'm point. I am magic. Yeah. You are, Voila. You, you are a practitioner. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready. Here's the thing. It is about how we use our mind. Mm-hmm. It is all about the brain. It is all about, you know... What, what do we do? How do we control our minds to be able to impact our, our, our bodies, our results in the world, our thought processes, our beliefs? Mm-hmm. And that's why the work is so powerful, which yeah. is probably why many people are nervous about it. Right. Um, sometimes when I talk to people who I'm going to work with, what they're most nervous about, especially when I'm doing deep trauma work, is what they're going to find. Yeah. And one of the things that I share with people is the kind of work that I do. You don't have to relive your trauma in order to heal it. Mm. Right? That's the kind of work that this is. It is not designed to re-traumatize people. It is designed to uh, help. Mm. So it's not like what we see on like CSI when they... I don't know. It might not be CSI. It's one of those shows where they make people like go back through the crime scene and give them the details. It's not. It's not like that. Well, there are aspects of it that mm. are like that. Ah. Right. It can be utilized in the investigative, or there's a word for it that I'm. The it's a. It'll come to me. At it's some all good. Point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the criminology field. Yeah. Right? It can be used in that sense to help to remember. Things. So one question I do have. Well, actually, I got a couple of questions. <clears throat> when you were talking about, like, I don't, I won't use the right word, but implanting those new thoughts, right? When you were talking about your son mm-hmm. or the woman who had test anxiety and you planted, is planted the right word? No, it's not. What's the right word? Because it, all of a sudden it felt like I was watching. What was that <laughs> right. show where people went to sleep and Leonardo DiCaprio was in yes. and he broke yes. into Inception. their dreams? Inception. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's pull that out. Let's pull that out. Is that right. what we talking about here? No. But you know what? Here's the thing. I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that's why a lot of people are afraid of this work yeah. is they think it's something like Inception. Or it feels like there's people... a sinister element to it. it or, right? or, or could or, it be, right? Right, it right. Could, it yeah. could be used for bad at the Absolutely, same time. Absolutely, it can be. It can be. And I think that's the thing, that anything can be. Can be that every, everything has a shadow. 
everything has a dark side to yeah. it. Yeah. Right? But just because it has a dark side doesn't mean the work is dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's being and manipulated. So, yeah, it can be. And it and it has been. Yeah. I mean, consider, let's consider politics, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. don't do you think these politicians are are not trained in the language and this work and how to put people into trance to forward their agenda? Yeah, I, I think mean, my wife is trained in it because we've there's been some things she's made me do across <laughs> this marriage that when I look back, I'm like, how the, how the shit did that wasn't right. There's also with wives, there's also motivation too that <laughs> 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 they can leverage at any point. <laughs> Okay, so, so here, here's the real question, right? When you go back to the moment when you're talking to your son about the dream or you're talking to the woman about test anxiety and not planted, the new thoughts were, I don't know how to put it. There were new thoughts, right? right? There was a new way of thinking about it. What happened in my mind was I said, okay, I could see myself telling myself that. But the moment that voice speaks up, I've got a counter voice who also says, no, nigga, you don't know this answer. Panic mode. Like, so how do how do you balance the two, right? How do you... How do you believe that new voice versus the, I don't necessarily comfortable voice, but the traditional normal voice? How do you, how do you work through the belief that's needed? Or is it needed? So, no, yeah, it is. It is needed. First of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to the word. The, the I don't word. think we're going to make it to, right. the, I think it'll be a third episode. <laughs> it's going to have to be. It's going to have to be. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. So the the word so the 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 work that we do is what we call a do with I'm going to come back to your question but yeah, I want to yeah, address the implanted right so it's a do with process not a do to process it's a partnership process right so right. we cannot implant stuff right. without you accepting the suggestion right okay so it's it's like if someone you know told you um, you're not smart. You have a choice to either accept that suggestion or reject that. So, suggest uh, ex- rejecting that would look like, "What are you talking about? Nigga, you crazy? Like, what are you talking about, yeah. man? <laughs> like me? Oh no! Yeah, accepting that suggestion would be like, oh, oh my god! And then, and then looking at in the past. And 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 uh, trying to find evidence for that yeah, being true. I'm gonna substantiate it. And then if you accept that suggestion, it becomes a belief. You've decided limiting decision to accept that limiting decision. Yeah. You've made a limiting decision, and then you it becomes a limiting belief. Mm. Right. And so what we do is we help to get to the sort. Now this is this is coming back to your question. We help people get to the source of that belief mm. and see that it is not true. Oh, that makes sense. And when you see that it, it's not true and you see it from different perspectives, then you can release the emotions attached to it. You can release the belief. And it's not that in life negative thoughts might not pop into your head, but you immediately then get, oh, wait, that's not true. Right. Yeah. And then you get back to doing what you're doing. Does it ever happen that... Oh, so it's you, like a distraction. When you go on that journey and you figure out, like in some cases, oh, that's not true. Does it ever... Do you ever run into the situation where you figure out, no, this is really true. And what do I do to change it now? Does that ever happen? I guess it depends on the circumstance. There's, there's a... If we were talking about limiting and negative beliefs, uh-huh. most of the time they're made up. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. I, I haven't come upon it. I've been doing this for probably about like, just over 10 years now. Right. And I haven't come, actually, gosh, we're at the end of the year, almost 11 years. Congrats. We, thank you. We oh. haven't, I haven't come up on a person who has had a negative or a limiting belief. That was true. That was actually true. Because oh. <laughs> think about it. Like, stupid people don't think they stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't. 
Oh my god. You're right about that. Yeah, like <laughs> just that example is like, oh, this person is not quite bright. They don't think they're not quite bright, though. Yeah. Yep. Well, you and crazy for that one. <laughs> but you know, there's a point. Yeah, stupid people. Belief they don't can know get you anywhere. Because yeah. those people who are not too bright, who believe that they're bright. The mediocre white man theory. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How are they getting into these Correct. places? Right. How are they is, getting George Bush the... was the president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. And so the the belief it's it's what you believe to be true becomes true because our words create our world. Our beliefs create our world. Our filters yeah. create yeah. and we talked about yeah. these filters the last yeah. time, right? The filters that we live through create our world. And so when we go and, and sort of expand and manipulate <clears throat> those filters, then you see things you haven't seen before. You see what's not true and what is true. You see the evidence of your successes, the evidence of your creativity, the evidence of the things that you thought you couldn't do in the past, the evidence that you can learn, yeah, right? the evidence that you are loved, the evidence that you are enough, all of these things, even with people who have had severe trauma, yeah. the evidence of your strength, Right. And so that is the essence of, of, you know, belief change. And also coming back to the do with process, it's important to understand that if you cannot follow directions, you cannot do this work. So people that I work mm. with, that's why, that's why we cannot implant or install yeah. because it is a partner process. If you don't accept the suggestions for which I'm giving, if you don't agree to them, you won't accept the suggestions. If they're outside of your values, and then you won't accept the suggestions. Yeah. So people who have come to me wanting hypnosis, who have said, oh, I've tried it before, but it didn't work. I couldn't be hypnotized. It's generally because, number one, they weren't follow the, following the instructions that were given to them. And maybe they weren't doing that because they didn't trust the person that they were with. Yeah a rapport and and connection and trust, that's everything in this relationship. And so if you don't have that, then the processes are not as effective. Mm. We've talked about a whole bunch of stuff when it comes to NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and I'm still not reading. I feel so good about that. (laughs) But the, the place I want to take it now is everyone listening is probably interested, right? And some of them, I'm sure, are still skeptical. Some of them have, have now been convinced, and some of them were ready the whole time. But what, what we don't know right now is, how do we access this? Right? Do, do you go to Google and type, fix my mind? Like, what, what do you type? What do you Google to find their own Dr. Maisha or someone who does it in their community? Or how do they tap into you a little bit? Well, so I, I would love to talk about some of the things. It's your show. You talk that... whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> I'm we are, we are proven to... unworthy. <laughs> we, are, we are listening. You're, of course you're worthy. <laughs> see? see, you see that? We are enough. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a shirt that says it. You are enough. Um, My Jedi game ain't right yet. <laughs> she just implanted something. Did you, did you notice <laughs> right. that? I didn't implant it. I feel great I all suggested. of a sudden. She suggested, suggested it. That's it. it. Suggested I it. Pla- I suggested it. <laughs> and we agree with that suggestion. <laughs> I am <are> enough. amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like I, I want to talk a little bit about, because people might be wondering, well, you know, is it even for me? Yeah. And, and, and I, w- I would venture to say it's for anyone who is ready. And so for people who know that, like, if you know that you are trying to get somewhere in, like, your career, uh, in your business, you're wanting career change, you want to go from the career standpoint first, and they're blocks, they're mental blocks. So anytime you have a mental block, this is work that you could be, have done to be transformational. If you're having issues in your relationships or if you're not in a relationship and you're wanting to date and you're, you're blocked. So anytime you're experiencing a mental block, if you are just wanting to learn how to expand your communication, this is work that you can do. If you want to, if you know that you've got some, like, some, some trauma in your background, and it's affecting your performance. It's affecting your parenting. It's affecting how you show up in relationships. It's affecting how you show up with your friendships. It's affecting how you show up with your family. This is work that mm. you can do. 
Even things Sounds like... Sounds like this is work everyone needs to be doing. Exactly. That's what, that's what I got from that. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, you're like, well, you know, generally things are okay, but I want to lose weight or I want to stop smoking. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Or I'm craving this thing. Or I can't sleep. I, you know, I, I did a hypnosis session with a friend of mine who couldn't sleep because of her husband's snoring. Mm-hmm. And so we did hypnosis on that. Control. I know somebody pain. who probably can relate to that. <laughs> oh, I won't call no names. But. Controls pain. Mm-hmm. There's hypnobirthing. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Hip, hypno what? Hypnobirthing. Birthing. Mm-hmm. Birthing. Okay. Hypnobirthing. Okay. So for, you know, doulas out there, or lives, oh. or, you know, hypnobirthing. Hmm. Right? So there's, there's all kinds of things that this work is good for. At the end of the day, if you're having a mental block mm-hmm. or an emotional block, it's affecting your performance in life. If you want to level up your communication, level up your listening, if you want to expand your skill sets, as a, if you're a coach or a therapist or a, a physician or a healthcare practitioner or a healthcare uh, provider, if whatever the case may be, you're either going to do the work, you're going to learn the work. When you learn the work, you do the work, period. Mm. That's, the, that's the way it goes. Um, so what you might be searching it, it, you can just straight search NLP practitioner mm. or NLP coach if you're looking for some, someone who is like myself, right? NLP practitioner, NLP coach in X area. Now, I right. work with people all over the world. This work can be done virtually. So it, unless you just have a preference for the person to be in-house, right. you can work with anyone that you trust, right, right, <laughs> right? right, that you feel a connection with. And I do recommend you talking to a few people and feeling that connection so you can feel what the difference is. Um, and so in terms of how people get in touch with me, it's mindremappingacademy.com. Very easy. Or you can just follow me on LinkedIn or follow me on Facebook if you want to get a sense. I am on TikTok. <laughs> if you want to get a sense of like what I do, mm-hmm. what I talk about. I have a podcast, The Black Mind Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a feel for the work that I do and you can reach out to me anytime. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Hey, all of my social media is backslash Dr. Maisha. D-R-M-A-I-Y-S-H-A. As people go through this process of deciding if this is something they are comfortable with trying, I love it. Can you paint the picture of what is it like? How, how does it work, right? We, we've talked about what you did with your son and the mm-hmm. woman who had test anxiety. But if you're sitting down with someone and, and you're talking about these blocks that they have, how does the process work? What, what does it sound like? What does it feel like? What should they expect? Yeah. The first, so the first conversation I have with a person is just to get a sense for what are you dealing with? Like, what's going on? Because I, I definitely want to make sure that I am the person that they need to be talking to. And so the, it's, it's a conversation. What are you dealing with? What are the beliefs that are happening? What is important to you? You know, what, what do you fear? Uh, where are you stuck? Who is it impacting besides you? What is it impacting in your life? Where do you want to be? What do you want? Where do you want to go? What is it worth to you? Are you ready? Right? And I ask all of those kinds of questions. When we get into the process, our first step in the process is really deep diving into values. And the reason is because it's our values, what's important to us, that motivate us. 
And when we really get connected to what's important to us and what's at stake, then that's when we get motivated to do the work in the way that matters to us, right? Because let's be clear, this work is brain work. And people always say, oh, you, you, you know, you helped me so much. And I always say, you did the work. So you have to be a participant. And so that first step is for me, and a lot of times it's transformational for the person to understand what's important to them, because oftentimes you'll get a sense for where your values have not been aligned with your actions mm. and your priorities. Then the next step in the process is what I like to call the emotional release process. And many people ask, why do you do emotional release before belief release? It's because a lot of our beliefs, our limiting decisions, the things that we have inherited, they're tied heavily into emotions or something. What's an emotional relief? What's a belief relief? Coming to it. Okay. And She's so ready. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet mm-hmm. and just listen. Let me buckle up and ride. Okay. <laughs> and so when, when we acquire certain beliefs, usually something emotional has happened that has caused us to make a decision about that belief. So that's why we will do an emotional release session, a set of emotional release processes before we do the belief release processes. So in our emotional release processes, we, I take people through a process that helps them to release old, stuck, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, shame at the source, right? Because if you think of, if you can envision a string of pearls and each pearl on the string of pearls is an event, emotional event, one tied to the next. So when you first experience an a, a, a they have the experience of frustration, for example. Your brain doesn't have any context for this emotion called frustration. But then the next time you experience something similar, it links it. It's connected. Mm. Then the next time it links it and it creates what's called a gestalt of emotion. Uh, a gestalt. Gestalt. That's what it's called. Is a that gestalt, French? Which is basically... <laughs> Sounded French. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's French. Just a word I've never heard. Gestalt. Gestalt, yes. And so it's a chain of emotional memory connected to each other, and there's the source. Now, what happens is if you yank the first pearl off of the string, what happens is the rest of the pearls stay. And so we like to help to release emotion at its source that helps to release all the stuck emotion along the way up until the present moment. And it's, it, it gives an incredible sense of freedom. Now, it doesn't take away a person's ability to feel emotion. Right. But a lot of times we think we're living in the present when we're really living and responding from the past. Yeah. And so the release of this old stuck emotion allows for a person to then be present in the moment and not be, you know, the buttons that get installed, not be activated so much by, by things that are reminders of traumatic events of the past. And we do that process with, with the, the, the six emotions, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, shame, the six major emotions. Then we move on to the belief release, which is a similar process. We look at what are all the beliefs that are holding you back. A lot of times in the conversation, they come up. So I, I rigorously take notes because I'm capturing, I'm listening for these things. And then I ask people to take a inventory of all the thoughts that you have between one session and the next that are stopping you, that are holding you back, that are making you feel bad. And then they come to that session and we release all of those. And then once we proverbially clean out the closet, you know, once you, once you, you have a cluttered closet full of old stuff, you don't know all of the magical things, the things that are useful, the things that, that give you joy. You can't find them because they're cluttered behind all the junk. But then when we remove the junk, you find, oh my gosh, there is, that, there is that photo album with all these wonderful memories in it. Or like, oh man, I knew I was looking for this item here that I needed to use, right? And so what happens is you begin to see things differently. And then we can put things in your future. So then mm. we start to look at what are the goals that you have 
for the next phase of your life. Yeah. And we, we do a process that sort of installs that into the future. And then there's coaching. And then there's like the structure process. Because, I mean, you could do all of this transformational work, but if you don't have a structure in place to maintain the practices that will help to empower you and to move you forward into this compelling new future, then what's it all for? And there may be a couple of other little processes in there that we do to, I call it cleanup work or rapid transformation work to sort of move things along in that positive direction. So that's what like a, a transformation path might look like. I want my pearls to fall off. <laughs> you want your pearls to fall yeah, off? Like, yeah, I like that analogy. I saw them. I heard them exactly. in the ground. Yeah, I want yes. my pearls to fall off. But the, the idea of believing that we are living and experiencing in the present but in reality, we're still living with everything from yesterday and responding from that frame of mind. That's a powerful, that's a powerful recognition, right? And yeah. I think that, I mean, I know that I do that in moments, but I think the scary thing is I probably do it in moments that I don't even realize. Absolutely. Right? And I think, I think a lot of us probably do. Yeah. What must it feel like to actually be present, right? To actually respond yeah. free of trauma and baggage and, and to make decisions based on what's happening in front of you now. Like, that's, that, that sounds amazing, but it also sounds really scary to me, right? Because it is those past experiences that I use to protect myself sometimes. Right. But I think we have to fully recognize that protecting yourself based on a past experience also limits your ability to run into future amazing. That's right. right. And they shape your beliefs, too. Right. It does. It's just like, oh, my God, my beliefs are going to change because I'm, I'm doing this work. Right. It, it threatens the old identity. Yeah. And we get very attached to that old identity. And the idea of not knowing who that identity will be or what will become is very scary, which is why what limits people from doing this work. Right. And, you know, to be able to when and I and I do say, you know, when you're ready, when you're ready, you do this work. People pop like popcorn at different times. And, and a lot of times I'll talk to people and they'll be like, it sounds amazing. but not ready. And it's no problem because people know when they're ready. And when you're ready is when it's the most transformational to do. Do you find people who believe they're ready because they think they're operating from here, but the reality is once you start uncovering and exposing, there's a retreat mechanism? I've, oh, it, it can happen. I've only had it happen once. Because it just feels like it would be so liberating to start going through that process mm-hmm. and to all of a sudden be, be okay taking, I, I guess, what feels like a bit, a bit of risk in order to experience like new heights. I think what helps is I am very communicative of, of what you're going to experience. Right. Right. You know, it, it, at the beginning, it is emotional. It can be heavy. It can be exhausting. And I say, then once we get through that part, and it's only, by the way, it's only like a six-week process. I was going to ask that next. Okay. So if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. The, the, the prospect that this is not something that's going to be ongoing for months or years is attractive to people. Yeah. It's like, if you can get through four to five sessions, one hour to one hour and 15 minute sessions, then what's going to happen? And after each session, you're going to feel progressively better. Then once you get through that, you're another person. Mm. And even the fear of the unknown kind of melts away. Yeah. Because the fear of the unknown is, is connected to a belief in the past. Yeah. yeah. You know, can you, can you, from a science standpoint, narrow it down to six weeks because minds work the way minds work? And we tend to believe that we're so uniquely different because that's really our personality. But minds function in a specific way, right? When you push this, this happens. Like, is, is that how you could? Because I can only imagine as we were listening, because I was doing it, right? As we were listening, I think probably a lot of our listeners were under the, the, the impression of, this sounds like, like intense therapy that's going to take me three years yeah. to get through and I'm going to be crying and then upset for the first year. But then to hear this is a six week process, like how is, is it just because the mind works this specific way? 
It is. It, 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 when, I, when I share this work in my training, I talk about how it works. It's, it's allowing the brain to see different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And in those different perspectives, you see things that you haven't seen before that, that allow you to release the emotion. Yeah. So it, is, it really is a brain mapping process, yeah. a remapping process. Yeah. That is interesting as hell to me. And, and, and by the way, I, I mean, I talk about doing this work one-on-one, but I'm very passionate about people learning these right. skills because then we can pass this down to our young people. People who are in service-based work can t- teach these tools to others. You know, I do love doing one-on-one work, and I just, I, I'm so passionate about teaching the work as well. And so for people who are out there who are like, yeah, this is good. I need to do this work personally. And I could actually implement this into whatever service-based work that I'm doing. Come train. Yeah. Cool. All right. Last question, and then we can stop this this part. I just feel like <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into it in a yes. second. We'll feel like it. But how do I kick this ice cream craving? <laughs> the selfishness returns. <laughs> do, do you want? Do you? Do you want to do a demo? Yeah, like right it, it, now. It, yeah, am I gonna kick this ice cream? Because it was on me last night. You ready? You like ready to really, really, really give up ice cream? All right, family. You hear my voice mid episode, and what that means is we've come to a point where Dr. Maisha is about to walk through an example of how to cure me of this ice cream Jones. I don't want to force you to listen to it. It's about 20 minutes. But it's a process where she asks me a series of questions and helps me to visualize things. What I can tell you wholeheartedly, honest to God, we recorded this episode probably four or five months ago now as I talked to you in late February of 2024. And since she ran this exercise on me, I went from eating ice cream at least weekly to I've had one serving of ice cream since that episode. And when I got that ice cream, I literally had a, not even a scoop. I had a taste, maybe a spoonful, and I was good. I don't know how she did it to me. I don't know what the visualization actually did, but it worked. I haven't desired, I have not craved ice cream since that moment, and I didn't cluck like a chicken. That's a joke for those who listen to the episode. But look, I didn't want to drop that in here. But if you do want to see that, you do want to hear that, go over to the Wild Black YouTube page. I'll have the entire exchange there. It'll probably be up two or three days after this episode drops. So I would expect that late February, early March, but it will be there. Again, we went through an entire exercise where she asked me questions I visualized. She helped to manipulate that picture and tie the idea of ice cream, something I loved, to something that I dislike. And the entire time I can tell you in my mind, I was thinking this is not going to work, but I promise you, surprisingly, it has worked so well. All right, with that, I'll get you back to the episode. We're about to close out. Jump back in. Peace, y'all. I, I think that's the end of the episode. I'm going to let y'all know how it goes. So episode three, <laughs> right. we're going to see if you how, how, how it went. All right, look, Dr. Maisha, at the end of the episode, we give the mic to our guests. We allow you to say anything that's on your heart and mind to say to the Wild Black audience. I know you already talked about your contacts and socials, but they're used to getting at the very end. So if you don't mind, speak to that again, and the floor is yours. Thank you. I First of all, I just want to thank you all for this conversation. It, yeah. it, it really, it fills me to be able to have these conversations. And uh, what, I, what I want to leave the audience with is, that I know sometimes that the fear of who, the, the attachment to who you were is comfortable mm-hmm. and the fear of not knowing who you become can be present. And, and just ask yourself, like, what if, what if my life could be infinitely more fulfilling? And that is possible, but it's only possible when you, when you allow yourself to go and step into that unknown. Yeah. 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 
All right, hit them with your socials and all that one more time. Oh, yeah. So, uh, mindremappingacademy.com, M-I-N-D-R-E-M-A-P-P-I-N-G-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y.com. All of my socials, I'm primarily on LinkedIn, Facebook, and uh, Instagram and TikTok. I'm not on Twitter for those, and I don't snap and I don't chat. But it's (laughs) (laughs) backslash... Dr. Maisha, D-R-M-A-I-Y-S-H-A. And if you want to just kind of like learn a little bit more about what this is, you can listen to the Black Mind Garden podcast. And that is on any of your favorite podcast platform, the Black Mind Garden. I'm glad you shared it because I don't think we shared it last time. So I'm glad that it's on this one. And we'll we'll put it in the episode notes. Listen, Art, brother, you got anything, man? That's some work. <laughs> That's some real work. I got I I would just you know, thank you for sharing that. Um I think sometimes we are afraid to do the real work. I call it the self-work. Mm-hmm. And and this is an exercise of of getting comfortable with really potentially transforming who someone is. Um and I think that's some important work. So I, I just I'm in awe at the at the study, the practice and the the application of knowledge in order to be able to do it and help people with it. Thank you. Thank you. I think that also when we begin to individually do this work, collectively, we will become stronger as a community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I deliver an ice cream. While black, we out. Peace. We love you. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.